All right, it's another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. We've got a jam-packed show with the return of the PGA Tour at Colonial. And we'll be talking to Action Network writer and host of the Action Network Sports Betting Podcast, Jason Sobolon, for a great interview with him. uh, Just previewing all the sports betting information you need to know going into this week. Uh, We're previewing, previewing some of the news going into the tournament, going through our DFS picks taking tournament questions from you guys in the Facebook group uh, and introducing a new betting segment while also continuing and capping it off with birdies and bogeys of the week. Let's get into it. Episode 32. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Let's go. Blake Griffin. <laughs> Wait, does he even wear number 32 anymore? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, he still does. Uh, no, I, I, remember... I think he wears 23. He wears 23 now. Well, Clipper. Uh, I, I, I'll always remember him as 32. I mean, th- 32 could be Shaq. Fine. The Shaquille O'Neal episode. Wasn't, there, wasn't Shaq 34? With the Lakers, but 32 with the, with the Magic. Either way. <laughs> We're here to talk about golf, not basketball. One of the biggest weeks in golf since I don't know, like early March, pretty much since the the uh, the players got canceled after Thursday, after that absolute nightmare of a day uh, where they like allowed fans for some reason. Um, but yeah, we're finally back, and yeah, there's oh, I didn't even see this. What did you put in that there's eight thousand fans allowed? There's 8,000 fans, no bleachers. Allowed. Wait, really? That is something I didn't, I didn't that see I that. did not know. I literally just saw like a couple months ago, but it was... Uh, that must be breaking that. news. Well, uh, they're, they're allowed They're allowed uh, 25% capacity. At most. They weren't having... Like, Texas, Texas but, they're allowing 25% capacity. But didn't they say they're no, not no, doing No, they're that? saying they're not doing fans. They're allowed oh, to have 8,000, but they said no say, fans... No fans, but players will be mic'd They're up. allowed to know. do the maximum, maximum 8,000 fans. It says there's no fans. They, they're saying they're micing up players, though. That'd be so cool. Either way. Either way. There's... Would, you rather, would, would, would you rather have fans or players mic'd up? If you players had that mic'd up. Though. Players mic'd up. Yeah. Easy. Right. So the, the, the groups are looking great. Rory, Ram, and Kepka, one, two, and three in the world playing in a group Spieth, JT and Ricky playing in a group, the spring break boys. Um, we're, we're smiling at, yeah, smileys <laughs> will not be accompanying them. I'm assuming, um, unless he's staying in their hotel room with them. Uh, but Probably people sleep. Is. He has a PGA tour event, uh, when, so like he's a millionaire. So looks on us. Um, Bryson, Justin Rose, DJ Woodland, nah, Phil, that's, the the field's absolutely stacked and it's just like it's going to be so much fun to watch like i feel like everywhere it's going to it's going to be like the players almost this almost is, like a major i, I was going to say this feels like a major like like the future groups like uh or as close as majors can get future group the, the anticipation of like watching something like important on tv and yeah, no, even like the so cuz cuz usually it's, yeah cuz usually it's like 
like oh like we get to the majors and we actually oh we actually care like care we care a little more about watching golf than like the than tournaments like like the Charles Schwab. But now that's the Charles Schwab's the first one back in however three months. And now it's like such much more of a bigger deal. It feels like it's a major, which yeah, I think right. I love it. I think it's so cool. Right. Like I'll watch every single day, which I normally wouldn't. Yeah, usually the Charles Schwab Challenge. I'm not exactly like tuned in for the whole thing i mean i will obviously watch because i'd probably bet on it um but it's gonna it's we're still missing tiger so it's not we're not all the way back um you know we're also missing adam scott as we mentioned last week patrick cantley's a big name tommy fleetwood i mean you can see that because it's you know european players it's it's international players in general it's hard to get over hideki matsuyama as well um, but oh, all in all, like it is a re- really, really good feel. It's gonna be a fun, a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, honestly, you said like yeah, like European players. Like I'm surprised Rom is playing. Like I, I or Justin Rose. I I forgot. Like I feel like those guys live in Florida, but like I think Rom was in Arizona. Like, Rom so. was on. Yeah, yeah. Rom was on the. Uh, he was on driving relief. He was talking to him driving relief. Or whatever. Yeah. And he said like, oh, he... Like, I, I was had to go back to Europe and like like take care of his like family kind of i think he's in arizona and he just didn't want to travel from arizona to florida like like well the other the other four were Mm -hmm. just like in florida so it didn't make sense yeah oh yeah yeah that makes sense yeah right and um what was i gonna say something about oh right so ohio's letting fans into the memorial which I guess the Charles Schwab might be as well, but like Ohio's letting the full field, full, full, all the fans, but now they're also hosting like two tournaments instead of like back, like back to back instead of the John Deere. What do you right. think of that? Two back to back tournaments in the same same like, course makes sense. I think it could be cool. They should make it the, the they should make it one big tournament. Like, like like four maybe eight rounds an eight day tournament <laughs> eight, eight, eight eight day tournament for, like that after the first weekend you get sent home if you don't make the cut <laughs> that would be wild that but would be the, very the, wild that would be wild but like, i feel like tv would not like do because like the first four days you'd be like all right who cares like it's like they're not gonna it does not, yeah doesn't no, they would never do that they would never do that yeah yeah like, it's gonna be yeah. interesting it would i don't know they can make it like a. I mean, they could make it like like an am, amateur tournament or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. They're gonna have to really, uh, if they do two straight PGA Tour events, they're gonna have to like switch up pin locations to. Like, oh, the oh yeah, time. definitely. I mean, they probably won't have a problem with that. No, they won't. No, I, you wouldn't expect them to, but it's just like guys <laughs> are gonna get dialed in there. Is yeah, but the question is: Is, is the field going to stay the same both weeks, or are guys going to play one week? I bet guys, I bet a lot of guys are going to play one week or the other. They're not going to play both weeks, unless like you're like a lower, like the big names are not going to play both weeks. I mean, like I the, wonder what that, like, the, how much of an advantage Nick, you get. Um, the Nick Watneys of the world will play. Um, yeah, both back weeks. back weeks in, at the Memorial or wherever, at whatever tournament it is at, at Muirfield Village or whatever. Um, but obviously, you won't see like JT playing both weeks. I wouldn't assume. You never know. No. Maybe he just loves that course. There's and he no reason. Money. I bet. I bet if the PGA Tour does that, they split up. Like they even like ask some players to come one week and some players to come the other week or something split like that. Split the field. Like they split it up. Which split the field a little bit. It's so, like 
it's not just like Rory, Kepka, and JT uh, and Tiger all in one week. It's like it's like mm-hmm. Rory and JT go one week, and then Tiger goes the next week. Yeah, I don't know if they have much control over that, over who wants. No, they, yeah, yeah they, they, might, they might not, but like they might like. I, I mean, I have no idea. We we yeah. know what to expect. I mean, yeah, we've never really this seen not, this before. Yeah, so yeah, not really <laughs> dealt with before. Yeah. Um. So I guess we can kind of dive into the course at, at Colonial um, Country Club. So the par seventy, which is kind of weird. I feel like that's pretty rare on 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 tour, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a shorter course, par seventy. It's a shorter course, seventy seven hundred yards. Yeah, seventy two hundred. I actually saw. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it yet. I mean, it just came out yesterday. GM Golf did one of their Sunday matches there um, just a couple of days I ago. Did, I did see that with my, with Micah. Yeah, yeah, it's Garrett and Micah, and they um, they're they're just like YouTubers for for. Uh, for golf youtubers for the people who don't know who they are and they played the front nine at um for, for the for the first sunday match at uh at the colonial country club and it was so narrow it was just like a bunch of dog legs right and left mm-hmm. and you know it, it's gonna be interesting because like they I, I wouldn't imagine like the winning score will be like you know it won't be like seven under but i don't think it'll reach like 20 Oh well, no, yeah, especially I, first week back. I saw, I saw the over under at like uh, like winning scores like sixteen and a half or fifteen and a half under par. Pretty sure. I would say that's about accurate. Honestly, well, I I'd, I'd probably considering all these guys haven't played in tournament in so long. I feel like going under would probably be or over the win like like I bet the winning score is probably like around twelve under. Here's the thing. I, I don't know about that because. Like um, you know, Jason Sobel said in our interview later, not to really uh, spoil anything, but there's guys like like Rory McIlroy that don't play these courses, and like maybe they just end up absolutely like loving them. Yes, true. Loving, loving it. They could, yeah, they could tear them yeah, up. Could. Yeah. So you don't you don't really know. It'll be interesting to see next week at uh at Harbor Town as well, because like that's a course that doesn't get much play from mm. a bunch of good guys other than like J- Dustin Johnson, but. Yeah. Um, defending so year, champ. Yeah. Kevin Nod, yeah. defending champ last year. Um, uh, you could probably take a guess who finished second. Uh, Tony Fino finished second in like every tournament last <laughs> I, year. I, I, I <laughs> saw that. I, I, I saw that. I really started laughing. I'm like, I'm like, oh, of course. Like, of course he finished second. When, so Trevor this, goes, guess this, who came this year second. is Victor Hovland's turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it is probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this morning, Trevor goes, oh, guess who came in second last year? And first actually popped in my mind was Ches Reeve. But <laughs> Our guy. Then he said Tony Fina. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he came, came second in like three straight tournaments. Um, uh, other player, like other notables who played well last year, Jordan Spieth was like in the top 10, so played pretty he well there. He, he actually does usually oh. play well at this course. So um, I mean, he's, he's the only player under 30 in the past 10 years to win it. He won it when he was 22. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like vet, the veterans are, are, are the guys who, who, uh, who really play well here. Like the average you, age of the past five is 31. You uh, mentioned Flat. before Nick Watney, he actually finished uh, top 10 last year as yeah. well. So um, <laughs> T6 or something, right? T, T8. Yeah. Yeah. So, T6. Yeah. Yeah. T, yeah. So not bad. Um, as I said, a lot of dog mm-hmm. legs. It's honestly a short hitters course. Um, we'll obviously yeah, get more into part. it. In in the, I mean, also though Tony Finau, who's who's a, you know, he's a big bomber of the ball. 
that's that's what I'm obviously seeing a lot from a lot of like the the articles and stuff I've seen this week and the, from the research I've done. It's like kind of a toss up on this course. Um, you know, short hitters do do well, but like, well, yeah, short hitters play well. Um, there's pretty small greens at this golf course, so everything's kind of tight. So um, putting's actually not that huge this week, iron believe it play. or not. Um, iron play is a big one. Yeah, it's it's all about iron play, ball striking. Um, I mean, like I said, we'll get more into it in the interview coming up yeah i mean do you want to throw it over to the jason sobel interview i mean we're, we're talking about all of this and that and uh, yeah I, but I think uh you guys gonna really like that and yeah, first, first uh yeah are. talk about DraftKings first right all right so we're partnering DraftKings. pga tour is back we have a full weekend of golf ahead of us and even though the trophy is reserved for the winner the big cash prizes don't have to be and to add to the excitement, DraftKings, which is the official da- daily fantasy game of the PGA Tour, is putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. $1 million when you're in the business of making money. Mm-hmm. Not too shabby. Not it's easy bad, to play. You just pick six six golfers. You stand on the salary cap. You know, I'm not a big math guy, but you know it does it for you. And you submit your lineup before the tournament tees off on Sunday morning. I think it's like 6 a.m. And you sit back. Watch the golf tournament. Watch watch the money roll in. Uh, so the more red numbers on the leaderboard, more guys go under par, the closer you'll be to winning some money. You rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing position, all that. Um, you know, it, it doesn't get any closer to a major than this this week with all the heavy hitters taking the course and a million dollars up for grabs at DraftKings. So what you got to do, you got to download the DraftKings app, which I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably have it. Mm-hmm. Use promo code PIP20. To get a free shot at the one million dollar prize with your first deposit, it's promo code PIP twenty to get a free shot at one million dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. If you don't you don't want to break the bank, can be five dollars at least. But um, so yeah, requires a twenty five time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Let's swing it over to Jason Sobel. So we're joined here by Jason Sobel of the Action Network to preview some long-awaited golf betting. Jason, welcome to the show. Um, Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Uh, fin- it's great to finally get some PGA Tour action back uh, for some, some gambling, some DFS, everything. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can't wait. I you know, spoke with a few players earlier today, and I know they're excited about it. I feel like I'm as excited, if not more excited, than uh, than they are to get back to work. So, I mean, it, it's nice to finally have a little sense of normalcy. I think it's uh, it's a good thing to, you know, kind of open up sports a little bit. And at some point, you know, hey, we got to get back to uh, to feeling the way we, we did before. So, hopefully, it's the right move. And hopefully, it's uh, a way to provide some entertainment for everybody else out there that needs some right now. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You said you talked to some of the players. Um do you have a, a good f- feel for, you know, I know obviously there's been a long break um, of tournament play of who's been out there playing and like who kind of hasn't? Uh, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think there's three different reasons why this is as hard a field to handicap as I've seen in an awful long time. I mean, uh, golf handicapping is not easy in the first place. You know, you want to sit there and try to pick a winner out of 150 players and um, you're going to be wrong a whole lot more than you're going to be right. So right. Um, so let's get that out of the way, first of all. But the second part of this is 
we don't know who's in form. I mean, even if you hear story, you know, I've heard, okay, this guy's playing really well. He, you know, he won a match against a couple other guys a few weeks ago. And, you know, this guy played a couple like little mini tour starts to just ramp up a little bit and he was doing well, but none of that necessarily translates when they're not playing PGA tour uh, competitive events, uh, which I really haven't been. I mean, it's been, I think it's gonna be 98 days in between the, First round of the canceled players championship and the first round of Charles Schwab this week. So, uh, so the first thing is we really have no idea who's in form and who's not. The second part of this is the fact that um, this is a golf course that really doesn't lend itself to figuring out who's going to play well there. I mean, it's a shorter golf course, and so we've seen some short, accurate hitters over the years win here. You know. Uh, Kevin Nall last year, Kevin Kisner a few years ago, Zach Johnson's won a couple of times, David Tom, Steve Stricker. I mean, these are all guys who are not known for uh, their driving prowess off the tee, and yet guys who can get it around at this golf course and win. And yet, over the last few years, we've seen Tony Finau and Brooks Kepka in second place. So uh, you can be a bomber and you can play well at this course. So I think the combination of the fact that, first of all, we have no idea who's playing well right now, and secondly, it's just a hard course to figure out because I think it levels the playing field a little bit and you have everybody um, sort of uh, at least as part of the uh, the conversation of who can be on the leaderboard come Sunday afternoon. I, I think this is a really tough week to try to figure things out. Right, and you mentioned Brooks Kepka. Both him and um, Spieth are two names that I've seen a lot this week in the storylines. How do you think the break for those guys? I know Brooke, Brooks is coming off the injury and Spieth is just kind of, you know, been in a bit of a funk for the past however many, like 24 months. Um, how do you think the break is going to affect them? It probably helps each of them as much, if not more, than just about anybody else out there. Uh, you know, Kepka need to get over some injuries. I, I'm not ready to jump on Kepka. Yet this week, I mean, for the for the sole reason, I mean, this is what we know about Kepka, and we have known Never for a plays. long time. Well, he he wants to play well at the big events, mm -hmm. and we're not reaching the big events yet. I mean, it's like these guys in Tiger yeah, City for true. years. They want to peak four times a year, and then in February, we're like, well, you know, so-and-so is not playing well. Well, it's not one of those four times, so why should they be playing well? They should be peaking too early, and so – uh, I think Kepka wants to save a little something in the tank for the second half of the year, so I don't expect him to get off to a great start. And you're right about that, uh, Trevor. It's it's a, a chance for Kepka to sort of uh, you know get so get his legs under him, get a couple of reps, as opposed to some of the guys who are yeah. coming in fresh and really want to go out there and they're prepared to play well. Uh, Spieth, I, I'm not sure, and I was thinking about this earlier. I'm not sure this break has helped anybody more than it's helped Spieth. I think he's probably needed a little bit of a reset a recharge, a refresh, whatever you want to say. And um, I'm sure he got it with being able to uh, to sit out for a little bit, maybe just sit back and relax and kind of get his game back into shape. So I, I'm sort of softly, you know, kind of cautiously optimistic on speed. I'm still bullish long-term, which I think a lot of people are, and I think a lot of people are jumping off the speed, speed bandwagon. Uh, I still like him long-term. Very cautiously optimistic here, but he's played really well at Colonial. Uh, seven career starts. He's never missed a cut. Six of those results better than 14th place, and he's the second all-time leading money winner already 
at this tournament. This tournament's been around for a long time. Granted, the money is more now than it used to be uh, not that long ago. So, uh, But still, it's very impressive that Jordan Spieth in his 20s is the second leading money winner all time at this one. That's wild. I know that. I know he won, but I know he was like that good at Colonial. I knew it was like, I mean, like yeah. Texas and everything like that. I mean, also looking at the field this week, the field this week is like a lot better than it would be in the past, just based off of like the fact that there hasn't been golf for a while. So like a lot of the big players are playing this event this week. It's a great point. Uh, yeah, Greg, it's uh, absolutely. I mean, the fact that first of all, not only are a lot of the big names playing, but a lot of the big names who haven't played here before. So I don't know the colonial might set up really well for Rory McIlroy. It might, fit his eye it might be the absolute perfect golf course for him but he's never played there at least not in competition and so we have absolutely no idea if you know rory might come into this one go dude this place is awesome i'm gonna shoot 62 here every single time i show up and he's gonna win this thing by 10 or he might get out there and go man i like the golf course but i'm never coming back to this place because this just does not suit my game uh knowing rory i mean he he is a ball striker. I think we tend to we tend to overvalue this. This used to happen at least for me back with Tiger uh, back in the day when um, he would show up a quote unquote ball strikers course and it sort of takes the big stick out of his hands a little bit and takes away his advantage a little bit when he could hit it longer than anybody else. We say, well, you know, it's probably the shorter guys have a little bit of an advantage. I see it for Rory's sake where. Okay, you take away that advantage of being able to put driver in his hands a lot, but guess what? Him hitting like a two or a three iron off the tee every time and being able to pummel it down the fairway, mm-hmm. it's not exactly like that's a, a disadvantage for Rory either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Ricky is actually another guy I was looking at this week that has he's played here in the past, but he, he hasn't um he played more like in the beginning of his career. But I think it's another one of those situations like you mentioned where like even though they don't play it a lot, like we don't know if they are going to love it or if they're, you know, just going to move it, move it along. And they're only playing because it's the first tournament of uh, since quarantine. Yeah. That's a great point there, Patrick. I, I'm not sure how many of these guys, I mean, if you had said, Hey, we're, you know, we've been playing golf for a month and a half already. We came back six weeks ago. How many of these guys are coming because they really like the golf course. They like the event and they feel like they have a chance to contend or how many guys are coming just because it's the first one and I just want to get back out doing something. I want to get out of the house. I want to go somewhere. I want to get on a plane. And I think that a large part to handicapping this week is figuring out which guys are there just to get in some reps, just to play a little golf, just get out of the house, which guys are there saying, hey, I've been at home striking it really well and I can't wait to get to a tournament because I feel like I can win right now just based on how I'm playing against my buddies back at my home club. So I'm not sure about Ricky. He's one that I just finished writing my preview for this week. I I didn't even mention his name. Don't love him right now. But again, there's not a whole lot that would surprise me this week. There are a lot of guys in the mix who I think uh, could obviously go out and play well just based on the fact that um, again, we, we just don't know. And, you know, I, I, I hate the fact that I'm, I'm on here saying like, man, I don't know about this guy. I don't know about that guy, but, um, you know, ask me again a month after everyone's got their legs under them a little bit and we've seen some, uh, some form and we've seen who's trending in the right direction. I'll be able to give you some better ideas, but right now 
man, I'm telling you, it's just it's going to be a really difficult week. And I, I guess if you're betting, if you're playing fantasy, if you're doing DFS, I guess the best thing I can tell you is, first of all, differentiate yourself because uh, if you're here, a lot of people are saying Kepka and Ricky and Spieth. My best advice is get away from Kepka and Ricky and Spieth and go find guys that you like that you think other people don't like. And the second piece of advice is, uh, is probably not to listen to a whole lot of other advice out there. You know, if you, if you've yeah. got a hunch on uh, a couple of players that you like, go for it, enjoy it, try to go, go after it and go get it. I I've got a few guys that I like this week that I wrote about in my column, but um, you know, it's uh, this is one where uh, I think that there's less of an edge for those who are sort of in the know. I haven't been, even though I've spoken with a handful of players, I haven't been around players. I haven't been to a tournament uh, since that first round of the players three months ago. So I am not any more in the know right now than anybody else is. Right. And as for betting, um, you know, matchups in this tournament, is there anyone you're kind of looking to either kind of ride with or, you know, expose um, in the way that like, I remember, you know, earlier in the season, I would try to bet against Francesco Molinari in tournament matchups or something like that. Is there anyone like that in the, in this field for you? I don't have a, I don't have a great one. I don't think uh, my favorite fade for the week is Dustin Johnson. Even that one scares me just a little bit. Uh, you look at futures and DJ is 16 to one to win the masters this year, five months from now. Guess what? He's 40 to one to win at colonial this week in a field that won't wind up being nearly as good as the masters field. So uh, it feels a little strange. I'm suggesting we fade DJ with that kind of number in front of him. But I just, you know, we watched with the TaylorMade event. Didn't really seem too into that. I can't imagine that uh, he's ramping up over the last couple of weeks and is playing really good golf and is really motivated to go out and play very well. So he's a guy that I'm looking to play against. Uh, some of the guys that I really like, Kevin Kisner won here in 2017. I look at Kiz as kind of like, the thoroughbred who's, uh, you know, stomping his hooves in the gate and can't wait to uh, for that starting gate to open up and just start racing uh, from the starting line. I think he's a guy who uh, probably likes playing golf more than most other players. And don't get me wrong, you know, they all, to an extent, like golf. But some guys just kind of – some guys enjoy their career. I'll, I'll put it that way, more than, more than others. And I think Kisner's a guy who really likes going out there and playing in events, play, being competitive. So – uh, he's a guy that I really like. I spoke with Ryan Palmer from my podcast on the Action Network earlier today, and Ryan gave me about 10 different reasons for why we should pick him this week, including the fact that he's a member of Colonial, plays there all the time. He was six last year. Uh, he's in really good form. He shot 64 this past Friday with a bogey on the last hole. He's more accustomed to playing Colonial sort of in a natural state with no fans, no bleachers, no corporate tents, and uh, and, and he's not going to have the usual sort of, I don't know if it's pressure or just sort of attention paid towards him. You know, usually you play in your hometown event and everyone's knocking on your door asking for tickets and bothering you for all sorts of things. He doesn't have to deal with that because, of course, there's no fan. So uh, those are a few of the guys that I like. Colin Morikawa, Joel Damon, Abraham Answer, uh, a little bit bigger name, Webb Simpson, I think. If you're looking to uh, just go after sure a guy game. who's in that top echelon, I think Webb, uh, look at it. So Webb finished 61st, guys, in his last start, which obviously mm-hmm. isn't great. In his 10 starts before that, 1st, 3rd, 10th, 2nd, 7th, 20th, 24th, 18th, 2nd, 2nd. That any good? 
<laughs> yeah, and you also kind of put down <laughs> the idea that um, shorter hitters play well here, and like Webb Simpson's one of the kind of mid-range shorter hitters, but he, and he has really yeah, good short game, length. really good putting, so like he could fit well this week He's as one so of those top underrated. guys. Yeah, I mean, I I just look at Webb, and I you know you look at the results, and I think if I had showed you those results and said pick the player, and, and I might have done the same thing, you'd say, "Wow, man, that's really good." Is that Rory? I don't know, is that Rom? Rom's really good. Is that you know? It's not Kepka. Who is? And it might take you a while to figure out. Like that's Webb Simpson with those results next to his name, and yet I don't feel like he gets enough credit uh, that he's probably uh, afforded. So, um, so yeah, I like Webb a lot this week as well. Yeah, I think a lot of those guys that you mentioned, Morikawa, Kisner, uh, Webb, I think something they all have in common is they're all really good putters and they're all, I feel like they're all really good, um, you know, in gaining strokes, like approaching the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You want to look at ball strikers this week. I think that uh, putting is less exposed um, on a course like Colonial where there's smaller greens. So you look at some guys who are, Really strong ball strikers and pretty poor putters comparatively. Uh, guys like uh, Benny Ahn, guys like Corey Connors, guys like Joel Damon, um, who strike it really well. I think they have an advantage. And it's not just this week, but um, if we have an advantage as guys who are betting and guys who are playing fantasy, uh, we go to Harbortown next week, which is a very similar course to Colonial. I think there's a great correlation between the two. And so all the work that you're doing, trying to research and figure out which players you like for this week, uh, it'll probably extend over to next week once we see the field as well because uh, it's really got a lot of similar values at Harbortown that uh, Colonial does. Yeah, we actually love Harbortown. We ended up playing there last year. so <laughs> Very cool. That's one Very of our favorite cool. courses. Tight. Yeah, I was, just, I was just about half an hour away from there. I was at Chichesi Creek over the weekend, which is uh, just the coolest hang I've ever had. It's a... Uh, just a, a, a tremendous course, tremendous place to go hang out. We had a little 12-man buddies trip, and uh, I'm still recovering. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, we had a spring break trip. Ours was a spring break trip, and uh, yeah, I, I would say we needed some recovery time after that as well. Yeah, at least a yeah. week to recover from that. So yeah. Good for you guys. <laughs> um, so something we do is, is, is uh, before a tournament like this, we take our, our best bet, and we also pick a winner. Um, mm-hmm. and we wanted to hear what you got for, uh, for your best bet, you know, kind of like a lock if you want, if you, if you will. And, and there's uh, no locks this week. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. What, what you can, you know, screw up and as and much as like as much of a lock as you possibly can get. Yeah. So, so my favorite bet this week, I was going through the DraftKings sports book earlier today. I'm not sure if this is what you mean by best bet, but, uh, they always group guys together. And this week, because there's hardly any other sports going on. They're treating it like a major championship, mm-hmm. and so there's there's way more opportunities yeah. and options for different bets this week than usual. And so uh, they've got some guys grouped by country, some guys grouped by college. And I went saw the low Georgia Tech player. I know this is you know we're <laughs> digging deep here, we're in the weeds, uh, looking at some different stuff. But Matt Kuchar is minus one thirty seven to be low Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. And it's okay. Well. You know, that's, you know, you're giving up the, the money here. It's, you know, he's, he's a, a pretty big favorite. But then you look at the other options. One is Andy Ogletree, won the U.S. Amateur last year. He's still an amateur and uh, hasn't played many, if any, PGA Tour events. So I don't expect too much from him. Chesson Hadley, who's, okay, 
He's a good player, but, you know, again, doesn't really do much for me this week. And Richie Wierenski, who I kind of feel about the same way about, that to me feels like a slam dunk Matt Kuchar bet at minus 137 as it is right now. So uh, I really like that one as far as a best bet if you're looking for a good prop this week. And then my winner, uh, I mentioned his name before, but Kevin Kisner, um, I, I just love the combination of uh, first of all, sort of tangible statistics. Uh, he, he should have um, the right sort of game to go out and contend and win at this golf tournament again. We've seen it in the past. And uh, and then the intangibles. And I think there are so many intangibles that will be important this week just based on you know coming off a break and who's prepared and who's motivated. And I just feel like he fits all those uh, – Ticks off all the boxes, I think, for me as far as uh, the specifics intangible. So, uh, uh, Kisner's my guy this week. I'm sticking with him. He did, like he did get beat by a four man scramble, though. He did. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to point that out. Um, I, he I was out there striping the ball, though. He yeah. was. By the, way, 70. by the way, I play with a lot of pros at my club. Um, if you've got four decent players, you should be able to beat one pro in a in a four-man scramble yeah I, yeah I we discussed this last week on the pod yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we're calling out for a pro we're trying to play against one now <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, uh, uh, so, uh, uh, so one thing i'm actually kind of curious is uh, um what's the best bet you've ever made like or pushed for like in your life like <sighs> it doesn't have to be just golf but like anything that you've ever like been like pushing for and and it yeah. ended up hitting god that's a good question um I know Peter Jennings, my co-host on on the Action Network podcast, uh, actually asked the same question on Twitter earlier today or last night. And so, um, yeah, so I, you know, I've actually been thinking about this and I still, even with advanced notice and even with thinking about this, I'm still not sure I have a great one. I I will be honest with you guys that uh, I came to Action Network just a little over two years ago. And before that, I was with uh, ESPN and Golf Channel for a long time and uh, quite frankly, I wasn't allowed to bet. It, you know, it's a it's a 180 here at the Action Network. You know, we're not only allowed to, we're probably encouraged to. You know, we want to, you know, it's sort of like if you're, you know, if you're going to work at a pizza joint, you might as well like pizza because you want to taste it and make sure the customers uh, like it themselves. So, um, you know, I, and now I'm sort of encouraged to do it. But for so long, I I was not just discouraged. I wasn't allowed to do it. So I, I don't have a long history of gambling on events i can't say you know well man back in 86 i was 11 years old i had jack to win the masters at 30 to 1 that week and i crushed it <laughs> I, I i don't have it i so i i don't have a lot you know i've i've hit some outrights over the last few years uh, uh but we all have and it's probably nothing nothing major to write home about i i think that a large part of gambling as you guys probably know is just you know, the consistency, like, okay, I'm going to hit some matchups here. I'm going to hit this there. I'm going to get this guy for a top 10, as opposed to just, hey, I'm throwing out dart throws every single week and I'm just nailing long shots and winning big money, which, look, if you can do it, you can swing it. More power to you. I love it. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to keep my head above water when, uh, uh, especially when it's uh, as difficult as it is this week. And I think it's going to be. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that's about all we got. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, it was great to talk to you about all this. Uh, you know, hopefully it's a little bit more predictable next week and the next few weeks than it is this week. Yeah, it's going to be fun no matter what. Thanks for having me guys. 
Yep. Can't wait for some golf to be back. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it's good to get some sense of normalcy. It's good to have something back on the TV to watch, and it's good to be able to uh, to follow and and bet on these guys once again. Right. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Thank guys. You so much. Take care. All right. Great interview with Jason Sobel there. Um, you know, we're going to continue that uh, kind of momentum with betting, and then we'll get into DFS for uh, for all you guys that are interested in that as well, or only that. Uh, so we're introducing a new betting segment this week that is, um, you know, pretty simple. We're just going to go with our best bet, basically our lock um, of the week. There's no locks and this week. Yeah, as mentioned earlier, as as Jason said, is there's about as little from like it's about as hard to find a lock as possible for this week of all weeks. Whichever his pick was very solid. Didn't think to look. Oh, it did. Yeah, the Kisner pick. It made sense. No, no, no. The lock of the week uh, picking uh, Kucher. Yeah, Uh, Matt Kucher was low joined and a half. He he said that, um, and like he was saying the players after. I'm like, oh my god, like. If it's like, like, why is he only minus one? Yeah, one thirty. Yeah, right. yeah one thirty-seven. Yeah, I'm like that's that's wild. Yeah, if they don't, if they have that on Bovada, dude, I'm, I got, I, I, I mean, think they I'll got it on DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. I we're we got to make a trip down to New Jersey then. Yeah, well, for, yeah. for the weekend. <laughs> you want you want to go to the shore? You want to go to the shore? <laughs> yeah, we could hit up the the. Uh, I guess that's a fan duel sports book. I'll be DraftKings. driving through New Jersey. <laughs> Just like sit at the so, MetLife Stadium maybe parking Who lot. says Tailgate. no? <laughs> to, a, to some Jersey Shore this week. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, and then we're following that with who we think are gonna, is going to win the tournament. Um, I guess we could probably. You guys want to keep track of this and like I don't know when I get something. Uh, Not yeah, really we could try records. Yeah. So you're, we'll keep our record of our best bets, and then if if you get and whoever win, has the most win. winners, which I'm assuming we won't have a ton of winners. Winners is like, going to be like that's winners like, is a tough. It should be like a no, if, it should be like uh, a point if you system. Get a winner if you get a winner. Yeah, points. Yeah. Like, so, well, like, like, you no, get like, one you, point. You, you get you, one point if you get your like best bet right, and then you get five points if you get the winner. That's perfect. and then you just tally it at perfect. the end. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. And what does the winner get? Um, I don't know. Well, we'll come up with that. We'll, we'll throw that over that. to the followers. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think I'll start. My best bet. Let me pull it up. It's Matt Kuchar. So going back to Matt Kuchar. Shout out George Tech. In the tournament matchup over Matt Fitzpatrick, um, I know Jason Sobel said his fade of the week was DJ. I kind of agree with that, but I'm going with Matt Fitzpatrick as a kind of like a fade. Um, I'm kind of trying to expose him. I don't know if it's like, you know, the most because it, it is hard to say um, who's going to do well, tough. who's not this week. It is, yeah. but I do very, think Matt Kuchar is going to play very well this week, and I do. I don't think Matt Fitzpatrick, from what I saw in the four-play interview, was able to play all that much golf over in England. So, uh, other than hitting into a net, I think, occasionally. Um, so, I think I'm going with Matt Kuchar in this one, and, and I'm going to throw it down as a lock. Okay. I don't think there's any legit locks this week. Um, my it's a lock can be picked, It's but it's not easy to pick. I'm also going to stick with the tournament matchup. Um, I had like another idea, but I decided against it. And uh, I'm going to go uh, with Kevin Kisner minus 120 against Bubba Watson. I feel like okay. Bubba Watson's just like game this week doesn't play as well as Kevin Kisner's Well, would. here's the thing. 
He's a shot shaper. He is a shot shaper with dog the dog legs. legs. But like, I still just think Kevin Kisner. I mean, That's you even bad. heard That's Jason bad. say it in the interview earlier. Like Kisner was his guy. Um, I think Kisner minus one twenty over Bubba Watson in a tournament matchup is a decent pick this week. I would hope. Sure. Sure. Uh, all right. So my lock. It's not a player matchup. Uh, one, because I can't find the player matchups. Two, but. Uh, Passed. I'm gonna go Matt Kuchar top ten finish at plus four hundred. He's what okay. he's played. Uh, he's been like top ten like like four times in the last like ten years or something like that. Like he's 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 a regular here. He plays well at this course. He plays well at Harbor Town. Very similar courses. I think uh, mm-hmm. top ten is a pretty good bet. So got Sorry, a lot, of, lot of money. A lot of money on Kuchar this week. Matt Kuchar. Yeah, Kuchar. Kuchar. Yeah, oh, oh wow, we're confident in Kuchar. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to go with my winner. Um, it seemed like Jason didn't really love love the pick, but I, I loved the way Ricky was just like dialed in at Seminole with his like... He was I, dialed his, in. I thought, I thought about that. He, he was didn't really need, need to drive the ball, which, which you don't hear. And his putting was like, you know, it was serviceable like it was it was pretty good at times and his wedge game and his like iron game was just so locked in mm-hmm. which i think is gonna be so important this week so i think i don't know i think ricky ricky's a a, a good he's not, like, he's, he's he, plus 2800 which is yeah. like, I don't know, he's like one of those bucks, he's one he fits in the category of the guys that kind of like win this tournament too yeah yeah he's not he's not the longest hitter in the world so he well, like, i'm pretty confident in it um my winner this week um i'm kind of gonna go back on our bandwagon from like when the pga tour was going on a little bit earlier and i'm gonna go sunjay m uh on i think on DraftKings sportsbook he's plus 3500 so that's some pretty good value for sunjay m who was playing lights out before the whole quarantine like obviously we don't know what his game's gonna be at coming into this tournament but Right. Um, what we do know is he's a good ball striker, and ball strikers usually play well at this tournament. So I'm gonna go Sun JM, especially if that value right now, and hopefully he uh-huh. can just stay stay hot, even though he had like a two month month uh, break. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride kind of the same thing that Juke did, uh, and pick the hot hand, even though it was not really hard, kind of hard to pick the hot hand. But I'll go with Colin Morikawa, just because he made out all eleven cuts before. He's kind of—I feel like he's kind of due, and this could be one of his tournaments, like where he's like hungry. He's kind of hungry for a win, uh, right out of the gate, because everyone else is kind of like you don't know what they've been doing. He's probably—I guarantee, like, I guarantee someone like him is probably like, I, like, all right, I need to come out and make a statement here in the first tournament back. What are so his? Like, what are his uh, odds at? Plus four thousand to win. Dang. Okay, mm-hmm. just a little, like, not honorable mention, because because like Jason mentioned him. But if you t- look at the top five, the top ten, and the top twenty bets on Kevin Kisner, Kisner the top twenty is plus three fifty. Like that's pretty good. The, I would take that. the top, the top, uh, ten is plus seven fifty, and the top five is plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, that's like and he's he's freaking Kisner top ten, plus eight thousand. That's that's eighty to one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about Kisner top ten? Would be a pretty good. Yeah, like top ten would be a really good pick. Plus seven fifty. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of value. Which, which, whatever. As Jason said earlier, like this is the hardest week to handicap 
golf just because like, yeah, you just he, don't know. Here's the thing. Ever Somebody random can win this week. Ever. Even though Kevin Kisner lost to the four play boys in that like dumb scramble, he shot, shot 70, 70 at Pinehurst number two Pinehurst. from 7,600 yards. He's he was a, like top top 10 course, top 10 course, top and hardest course in the world. Mm-hmm. I watched that full thing. He like didn't make any putts. Right. Yeah, he did miss a lot of short putts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is not like Kevin Kisner. Right. So I I I love I love that that value. Well, whatever. When Jason when Jason described like what kind of golfer wins this tournament, like he literally described Kevin Kisner. So I wasn't surprised oh, when he ball. went when he went with good Kevin Kisner. Yeah. Yeah. You're I, good good ball striking Kevin not, Kisner's not a long hitter, good short like, game. Like, yeah. I think he consistently through four rounds shoots three under or better. If he can do that at Pinehurst number two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jeez. If he can shoot even par. Yeah, so, I, obviously, he's, obviously he's been playing well. If he's shooting seventy eight, even I mean it's not a tournament, obviously, obviously, but but he like, he was he's playing yeah, well. He was playing like it was a tournament. He was like locked in and stuff. So, you know, um, something so, to think about. Mm-hmm. What else are we? Are we doing here? Some We're moving questions. on to DFS here. Uh, oh, questions. DFS questions from the from the Facebook group. All right. So, Ken Byron said, like, this is right after I posted this, like last night. Shout out Ken Byron. He said, "Player fade Brooks, as in Brooks Kepka. Uh, back to is he back to his normal self after injury? Will he be motivated? Um, I mean, you, you you heard what Jason said, and I have the same exact thoughts on it. Same here. Um, before I even went into that interview, I don't love Kepka in, in this tournament. It's I would, just, yeah, I wouldn't like totally fade him, but like if you have to play or fade, I would fade him. I just don't think he's. This is the tournament where he's like, I want to win this tournament. I think he's going to come into this tournament and kind of work on things. That's what I see with Kepka. At least. I think it's, no, yeah. I think it's, I think it's kind of I think it's kind of a tune-up for him. Exactly. exactly. He's like, like I uh, I just don't think there's any one. I don't think he played that much golf over the break just because he's kept going. Doesn't probably didn't play a whole t- a whole mm-hmm. lot. I'm sure he did pass. Like he's not getting his game ready for right now. Like oh okay, I'm gonna win this week. Like he's not gonna do that. He's just like he's just kind of tuning up his game. He's still coming back with an injury. I just, I don't think he's motivated at all. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think he's going to work on things this weekend. I think it's important also to like. Also, he's like never played the. Or no, he has played the course. Some of them, some of them. Check how many people are you are picking him, because that's a big thing in DraftKings. Like, if everybody has somebody, and you have him, like, stay it away. doesn't do a lot for you. Especially, I would say stay week. stay away, because like if they win. Like, but you're yeah, gonna but need I, I don't think I don't think Kepka's a lock to win like this week. I know, but what I'm no. saying, what I'm saying is like, if not that many people have him, then it's worth a fl- worth a flyer mm-hmm. to if he does well. But I think he's overpriced. Just yeah, like I in general. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I hundred percent agree. I'm hundred percent of the top guys. Big. I don't think I think he's I think he's the probably is the worst value of like top like five like. Like in those future groups, like the Ricky, J- Justin Thomas, Rory, Rom, mm-hmm. like I think he has like the worst like chance of winning. winning no, this I agree. I, I and if you're, you're going to pick him, you're going to pick him to play like top five, win this week. So, right. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to do that. So we also had Matthew Biscoff, Bischoff, 
Not really sure Bischoff, how to say it. I think. Uh, so he wanted us to discuss beef. His ownership is 15% right now, which is pretty high due to course history. Um, he he was like, should we should you fade and hope his ball striking isn't really found yet? I mean, and that's another thing we discussed, but Jordan Spieth is like always going to be a risky pick nowadays mm-hmm. until he finally gets back. And I feel like a lot of people are going to pick him because of his course history. So I ultimately think fading him is the is the right move because if that many people have him, you got to just hope that he just doesn't have a good week. So I he, was gonna say, he's valued you gotta at... You got to play contrarian in, yeah. when you're playing DraftKings. Whichever. He's valued at 8,000 this week, which is kind of middle of the pack, middle high. Um, I would say go with another player in that range. So, like, you got Scotty Scheffler who's been playing good golf this year, 8-4. Um, Victor Hovland at 7-9. Uh, Cooch Kevin, is 8-5 Kevin, right eight, there. Cooch is 8-5 right there. Uh, Kevin Na, who won last year, 7-6. Kisner, 7-6, who we, we've been talking about. Um, I think you just stay away. and Like, he could play well, but at 15%, um, you probably, especially this week where you don't really know what's going to happen, um, I think it's better to just stay away, in my opinion. I, I agree. I think the what well, I think is like you can. I think you should stay away from him just because you have no idea what you're going to get from him. You don't know if you're going to get the good Jordan speed or the really bad Jordan speed. And he had, yeah, he's played well here, and like that goes well for him. But there's you, you've absolutely one. You have absolutely no idea what's going to happen this week, pretty much with anyone. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to root for Jordan Speed. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's my he's. I mean, maybe not my favorite golfer anymore, but like when he's playing well, he's my favorite golfer. Yeah, because like it's so like much he, fun to watch him. He's, he's yeah, he's he's awesome to watch. But like, there's so many other guys in this tournament, and like, and yeah, he's played well here. But if 15 percent of people have him on DraftKings and he's middle of the pack, like there are so many other better options that could be that are somewhat like I can't like like you said like Kucher, Kisner, Scotty Scheffler, not nah, like. More reliable, and those guys are all way below him. And I yeah, think and just like another thing, be better than him. To go back to what Jason said, like this week, you kind of want to have a diverse uh, lineup. You want to have players from all over the salary ranges, and if people are gonna do that, and they see Spieth at eight thousand, like they'll probably just pick the name that's in that like range. Yeah, so exactly. like, and I think somebody like I wouldn't be surprised if somebody random wins this week just because no, of not, what, not what's happening. I wouldn't say random. But like, 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 like a, like a Kevin Nod level, like someone like, that you're like, not yeah. expecting to level. win. Like, yeah. Like some, yes. like not, not, not the biggest name in the world to win. This yeah. Like, like a Tyrell I, Hatton, but mm-hmm. like, he's not in the field. I don't think, but good. I like him. Uh, <laughs> uh, he could be, honestly, I'm, it's kind of irrelevant. So okay, who cares? But, <laughs> maybe our guy, uh, Harry Higgs gets a win this week. Who knows? Harry Higgs is in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brendan right. Todd at six. So, <laughs> I lined it up as me, Trevor, Jeek, do we want to go in that order? Yeah, go ahead. Our, we our, have our, picks. our picks. Yeah. So for my first DraftKings pick, it's very similar to um to my to my winner. It's Ricky. I I'm really high on Ricky this week, and I don't think I mean he's not he's I think I mean, he's 9400. I don't know how high that is up on the rankings, um, but I feel like it's good value. That's pretty up there. Um. Yeah, no, but I'm high, it's, it's higher not, level. Yeah, I'm saying it's an upper Top level, 10. but it's it's not like Rory, who's like no Rory's yeah. so high. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't pick Rory <laughs> unless you think he's no. gonna win. 
Um, picking Rory is like, you know, it's he has to win if you're going to pick him. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, Trev, go ahead. Um, all right, so I'll go with my first one. I'll go back to like why I did my picks too. Matt Kuchar. He's consistent here. He's just he's just steady. He just fits the old guys win here mold. Uh, he's kind of kind of like steady, smart golf. Does not the longest hair on tour, and mm-hmm. this course kind of fits his mold. So I'll, okay. I'll stick with him. He's at eighty five hundred, so it's not it's not too he's he's kind of high, but he's not like the upper echelon players like the rookies and the Shoffley and DJ like. Some of those guys, I feel like they're not going to play that great. So I think Kutcher could definitely uh, make some money. Right. Um, very high on Kutcher this week. Uh, a lot of money going on him for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, like if, if, well, Kutcher, if Kutcher not, plays bad, like we, we might be like have to fold here. Um, we might be <laughs> um, My first pick, I'm going to go with Justin Rose at 9,000. Um, kind of a shot in the dark to be honest you don't really know what's going to happen this week and i think justin rose's game plays well too like if everybody's rusty i think his game just kind of plays well he's very solid golfer good ball striker he's all um, around really yeah, yeah he's, he's just an all-around like he's good he's average to good like or even above average good at everything so like i think his game fits well to uh, like a long layoff like better than some other players yeah and here's so, the thing for, at nine thousand, that's a good salary for him for this week, the th- the thing is, it's not a shot in the dark that we're all send- sending out. It's more just like it's our job to like do educated guesses, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. It's a, and it's an educated guess at this point, which is it's more than than you can get doing on your own. <laughs> and this and this week of all weeks is probably it's a, harder to make a good guess. That makes yeah. sense. Just because of the unpredictability of right. what could happen. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So my second pick, yeah. my second pick, I'm gonna go with uh, Joel Damon. Um, kind of a he. Jason mentioned him earlier too. Um, at 7,500, which is not that much. It's kind of like the lower middle tier. Um, he's a good ball striker, not a great putter, but um, like once again, like games that fit well into good layoffs. Being a good ball striker, being being able to hit greens in regulation is uh, key this week. And he's kind of in that lower to middle tier where like a lot of people might not pick him. So I feel like just having him on my team, if he plays well, that would vote pretty well for a for a lineup. Yep, good pick. I'll go with I'll go with Daniel Berger. This is pretty. This is pretty much me just going like a gut feeling, just because. Like as we've said before, it's like we already know what's gonna happen. But I mean, he's solid at everything. Last year has been hurt, but if Daniel Berger's on, like he's on, one of those like top young guys, and and he's played well this year. He's like nine of eleven cuts, I'm pretty sure, or something like that. And so he could, he has a good chance. Like maybe this is like okay, this is the week where he's like, I need to prove myself again this week. And what's his uh, salary? Seven seventy seven hundred. It's pretty, yeah, it's, which is, it's not which, bad. Which, yeah, not bad for this this caliber, this this amount of players, good players. Like it's not bad at all. I mean, not that the, not that this like totally fits in because like there hasn't been golf for a while. But he's eight of nine cuts this year, three top tens. Yeah, eight nine. So yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's, he's playing well this year. If he, if he knocks you a top ten, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So for my last one, we got Kevin Knott, seventy six hundred. And I think a lot of people could have him in their lineups 
I think, you know, for good reason. He, his course history, I mean, it speaks for itself. He, he won last year. He came in fourth year before, and he had a top 10 the week, the, the year before that. And, you know, he had strokes, he had gained strokes. 7,600? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, that's so low. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I realized a lot of value this week. Yeah. Ton he, of value. He had gained strokes on approach in five of his six last six starts prior to the PGA Tour's stoppage. And again, we don't know if that's going to continue because of the stoppage. But best educated guess is the guy who's coming, who's won, came in fourth, top 10. His, his, his game fits, fits it to a T. Mm hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, picking the former winner is usually good. I also forgot to mention that Justin Rose actually won this tournament not that long ago. A couple I don't years think, ago. So. Yeah. Beat out Kepka, actually, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. And then one more thing that I, before we move on to our birdie and bogey of the week, I think someone that we slept on a little bit is Max Homa. Okay. I think Max Homa could, could, could uh, put together like a, a top 10 e- easily in this. He, he's he himself he says like you know he's, he's very self-aware he says stuff about his games like ah, yeah it's like whatever but like he is one of the best like iron players uh, specifically like long iron players on the tour true so just something to take into consideration just give me just give, just give me a post-run interview with max homa i'll be happy yeah that's all i want here he's hilarious um so let's move on to our birdie and bogey of the week. I'll give Jeek. We'll go with the same order so I can give Jeek a little time. Yeah, Maybe he, kind of uh, searching a little wasn't bit. exactly prepared. <laughs> so my birdie is that my home course in Cuse, Drumlin's Country Club. It's anything but a country club. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it has the 18th, the grittiest, <laughs> the, the grittiest 18th finish in golf. I've set. It's our first, no, our second Instagram post on the Pin High account. By the way, we surpassed 100 posts uh, yesterday. I think. Um, so no, shout out, mm-hmm. and you literally are—I don't even know how many feet up in the air. Um, you're on a—you're up on a hill, hitting what seems to be—I think with slope, it's like a 160-yard shot, but it, it's a hang time of like seven seconds in the air. Jesus, and you have no clue where, like if it's online or not. Like you, you know it's online, but you don't know the distance when you're up there. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it was featured on Tiger Woods's Instagram, which is one of the biggest upsets of all time. I sent that to all my cute <laughs> friends who like I play golf with, and they're like, you're kidding. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Of all Instagrams, Tiger Woods. But here's right. the thing. The bogey has to do with that. I sent it to one of my friends, and one of the guys, you know, the, the guy who's swinging on it, it was just like kind of you know, like youngish looking kid who had like a pretty bad swing and the girl roasted him and he goes, your swing's not that bad. And I go, what? And, and he's like, that's you, isn't it? And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> the kid looked nothing like me. He looked like he was like 15. I was like, yeah, it's a huge blow to the ego, but yeah oh well you're 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 all, you're all excited about showing the showing the course you're playing at and you're like and you're like like you're like wow instant, they think that they actually think that i'm not bad instant ricochet ricochet shot <laughs> so oh well all right so i'll go with mine my birdie is i shot 71 on thursday not too shabby not, not too shabby at all is that good? Not, it's not bad uh 
Made five, made five birdies in the round. Chipped in on 17 to get back to even par. Ooh, uh, was that just like super clutch? Did you, did you have a good fist pump? Yeah, it, it was kind of funny because Bruce, my dad, and I were playing. We had a, a match for our club. Like, we have this like club wide, like partner tournament with oh, handicaps. Oh, you just close them out? And I, closed out, I closed them out with that chip. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was, it was. It wasn't looking like it was looking like okay, like they, like they're both in the they didn't get any, the two people were playing against didn't get any strokes and we were we were both we were both like close like my dad was on the green I was like just off like we were like okay like we're gonna win like cause they have to like we were two up at that point and then they're like all right just go ahead and and like finish like finishes off or whatever and I, I I chipped it in I'm like I'm like well well that's that's one way to finish finish you guys off uh, so. I mean- if you shot a seventy-one and you had to finish him up on seventeen, they must have been pretty good. I was about to say that. I mean, it, I'm, we're giving him fifteen strokes. Oh, you were uh, giving him, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it, it was. We were, it was a fun match. Though. I played. I mean, I played best I played all year. What? Perform- uh, which, what a performance! It, it's like, pretty deflating it, when you're like giving strokes to people. Like I noticed that. Uh, like when you're giving strokes I, and we, you like you like lost. you like par a hole and somebody gets like a bogey and you like I made birdie. The I made birdie on 13 and we I, we lost the hole. Exactly. We, we, lost a, we, we lost to a birdie for eagle. Oh my god. That's like, it is deflating. Like, it's, like, it's it's like the 12th hardest 12th handicap hole too. So like, I'll, I'll take all the all the strokes I could get. <laughs> yeah. But uh I played I played great uh I have a couple of bogeys on us actually. Uh they're like they're like both both right to that. One was uh, I had my qualifier on month Tuesday, didn't qualify, shot eighty one, missed it by three shots, and I was six over going into the last two holes. I hit hit great shot into the green on sixteen, and I hit four tee shots on set hole seventeen. So I was just at, like, after I hit the fourth one, it went like the water. I was like, okay, I'm just on I was 17? like about to Charlie? yeah, yeah. How seventeen? I just I literally. Pumped the driver into the woods right, pumped a three wood into the woods left, then a three wood into the woods right, and then hit a three iron like just like hit into the water like I'm like I was done. So at that what point. what was that off the tee? What, you, what was a driver? No no, no like, what, what uh, number what was were you hitting off the tee? Oh uh well no the thing was like they found my second ball my my first provisional like one foot in bounds uh oh. on the left Who but found- it. The, like a lines like a lines guy or like a spotter but uh if he didn't if it if it didn't find her if it was out of bounds it would i would have been hitting my like ninth shot off the tee jesus on par five and it went in the water so i'd be, I'd be hitting my 10th shot from like the the drop zone like or drop area. area yeah so were you like guy. were you like just absolutely like gutted i was absolutely i was just done when you were hitting that like fourth shot off the tee what what's going through your mind are you just like like i'm literally put like, it in play I'm, put it in play i'm trying i'm trying so hard to be like just like relax and then be in my head i'm like i'm like fuck this i want to kill myself like right now like i want to i want to walk off the course right now and just like go home and, yeah uh, that's I was, so just, I was so done i, I mean i ended up making i made seven so like i was it wasn't terrible but then i made i made bogey the next hole uh if i i if i didn't make if i didn't make a if i hit one in the fairway shot much. in the fairway and I made a par on that hole. I guarantee you, I would have part eighteen because I was oh. playing well in the back nine. I would have made you, the cut. You made the sh- you missed but the cut by two strokes. By three, by, by three. three strokes. Still, 
That's and I and those last three holes were the difference. Last that two sucks, holes, dude. That's so bad. Uh, and there are other other bogey is uh my putt for seventy on one under par on uh eighteen the other day. It was I, I it was like ten feet. I hit it short. Ooh. Of all putts, that's, of all putts that. leave short. That's uh, not good. <laughs> the guys, the guys are playing with. The guys are play, I was playing with. Were like, you left that short. I'm like, my dad was. My dad was mad. He's like, you really left that putt short. I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I bet you put it. I bet you put it back too, and like put it oh, again. I, and made I, it. Made it. <laughs> I made it. I made it. That. That's. But so. What, what, what's the rest of your Scott? Are you gonna play another tournament this summer? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm looking to do a little more. I. I'm, I'm. I don't know what I'm doing with work, so I got. I got. Figure that out. But uh, still got. Like I, I'm looking into like some, met, some opens and uh, amateur events, so I'll All definitely right. keep you guys updated with that. Nice. All right. Maybe I'll actually be able to caddy this time. I know, okay. yeah. So well, I had, uh, one of you. We'll see. The COVID nineteen rules didn't let me caddy. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. tough. I feel like if I was oh. there, while you like hit like four balls in the woods, I I would have just been standing there like. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have happened. If I was you'd be like, "What? You'd be like, what the fuck?" Is I was like, "What's going on?" I would have been, like, been like, "I would have been like, take a seven yeah. iron and put it in play." <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It was, it was just traumatizing. I'll tell you that much. In the tournament play in front of two other guys who were waiting for you on the tee, but uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. okay so you, what do you got? I have plenty of time. Um, Give you enough time. <laughs> My birdie of the week, I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but we're going to have some mic'd up players this week on the CBS broadcast. Um, okay. Since, since they're, going to, a, they're going to a, they're going to a smaller broadcast this week, so actually Jim Nance is going to be in his own booth, and so is Nick Faldo is going to be in a different really? booth. Yeah, so that's going to be a little interesting. Cool. They're usually next Team to each other. Team not on, not on point. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. Um, there's only going to be a couple people on the course, too. But because of that, they're adding microphones to a select of future players. We don't know which ones yet. And they'll be like answering questions like on the course within the course of a round. So that's probably on nice like Thursday. If they Friday. give the mic, if they give the mic to DJ, I swear to God, like that's going to be so, <laughs> don't give so it to a boring. boring. Yeah. Um, they'll give it to the, the, the they'll give it to like DJ and like Rory and Rory will be making like dad jokes the entire time or stupid. They should give they should honestly just give it to Kucher and Phil. Yeah, just one. just put them in the same group. <laughs> yeah, Kucher, Phil. I think they are in the same oh. group. No, no, they're not. Are they? No, it's not in Woodland. That's that's what their group is. Oh right, okay. Um, my bogey of the week. I kind of struggled to find a bogey of the week. Not gonna lie. Uh, my bogey of the week. I was on like seventy nine watch, pretty much going into the back nine last time I played, and then I topped my tee shot twice on ten and got an eight, and that ruined the round. <laughs> on 10 yeah on 10 go like at the 79 turn at the turn to shooting an 85 yeah to shooting an 85 <laughs> so uh yeah we had a tough back nine um which whatever i shot an 81 the round before so like i was like feeling my game and then i You're got to the to that then i then i got to the 10th 10th tee and i topped two shots yeah, and yeah. i was like all right i'm done that's it i'm not shooting not shooting under 80 today that's just golf you put you play so sick the front nine and then you just like back nine you're like yeah oh, i don't know like, i was like i like striped I my driver like on the hole before and then like next hole i like couldn't even hit it in the air so that was interesting mm-hmm. so i went that's, that's the other life. the other i think it was last thursday i went 38 on the front and 41 on the back definitely could have done a lot like a lot better on the back but i feel like whenever i go 30 on the front and i do break uh end up breaking 80 it's because i like did it like by like one stroke because i always find a way to like just lose it down the stretch i bogeyed like oh, six, yeah. i bogeyed the easiest hole in the course yeah that happens 16 yeah happens i birdied it yesterday though 
So, which mm-hmm. I shot an eighty-one okay. the other day. I don't, I don't even think I, I don't even think I had any birdies. Like I just had like a bunch of pars. But that's like honestly having a bunch of pars like getting around is a lot of fun just because like you're just like you're just playing golf. Yeah, it's exactly. like, 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 it, it it seems so easy. You're just like all right, I'm making par to par to par. Like, and you like, hit a green in regulation, and you just like put it to like you know a foot and you're like all right that was easy but whatever yeah, like, it came down to it if i made like park, a, if i just park. made a couple putts like, yeah. i would have shot under 80 but i didn't make a couple putts so oh, yeah. it happens but we're, we're getting there the game's kind of coming together a little bit at this point i mean we've had plenty of time so <laughs> i need i need roger dunn or pga superstar to open so i can like actually finally get fitted for my new irons true oh yeah you need the new irons badly <laughs> yeah I wonder if it'll make actually make that much of a difference. It probably will. You, yeah, you, I mean, you have to get you have to get used to them. Yes, yeah, you have to get used to them. So it took me a while, but it, I did add a club in distance, like maybe even a club and a half oh, yeah. in distance. Well, once you well, well, once you the only problem is you don't have a driving range. Uh, yeah, I well, I I have a work around that, but we like, can work go, around. We, we go out there at like seven thirty. I bought a bunch of I bought a bunch of used balls from like lostgolfballs.com and they're all yellow, like they're cowboy super softs. And you could just go to Waveney or you could go onto the nine hole course at our at our um club and just play when there's no one out there. Like just hit balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So So we'll see. We'll see about that. Um hopefully I can get my new iron soon. <laughs> Great episode. Honestly, we have some we have some great guests coming up in like the next like I think Couple three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Next three weeks we have we have we have three guests. So very Stay excited about that. that. Yeah. All of them all of them I'm actually very excited about as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much to come and we finally got golf back this week. So finally got golf, golf back. back. The momentum of this podcast is going through the roof make money <laughs> we're making you money that's that's the business we're in guaranteed so, money guaranteed Locked. money i'm so yeah I'm, I'm ready i'm ready to make some money this weekend it's happening i'm going in the green Let's i don't know how it. big but it's happening hey, anything in the green is good is money yeah. it's money mm-hmm. so we'll see you need. next week hopefully one of us hits on a future um you know carry the momentum in to next week at What's it called? Harbor Harbor Town. Town. At Harbor Town. So we'll see you next week on the Pin High Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>